um welcome back everyone and all the new viewers it's still the third week i don't think we're at a point of having a large fan base although the podcast has managed to hit 11 viewers per episode already over two weeks which was kind of a surprise to me i didn't think we'd hit that kind of milestone this quick the the double digit milestone that is so i hope you guys are enjoying it so far i I want to take a step back from the original plan of the podcast this week, and I kind of want to talk about something else. Mainly me. You're listening to me talk about philosophical theory, backing it up with different forms of studies, and I thought it would be nice to let you guys know the bigger picture behind all of this, and sort of why I'm doing it. While I do love to share information, I want to let you know the bigger picture behind limitless thinking in itself. So here's the story. I began theorizing this idea very, very vaguely. And that was roughly three years ago, I'd say. And the main thing that sort of started it and started the idea's formation were budgetary cuts made to the local education district where I live. And that happened the year before. So I watched the effects of this hit the teachers, hit the classrooms, the school as a whole, and I saw the genuinely negative impact it had on all the students, not just me. I think I was hit by it, arguably the least, or being one of the students least impacted by it just because I've always been so independent with the way I learn. I've always disliked the education system but after this, I, I genuinely started to despise it and decided that I needed to take a role in, in fixing it and writing the ship. And that's where we are today. I want to fix education. I want to change it for the better. And I think that's my greatest ambition in life, to make it align better with the way humans are meant to be as people, to make it more humane. The current education system, if you're in it, it'll probably be easier for you to resonate with this, but I'm sure after all the years of school, post-secondary and whatnot, anyone can remember what I'm talking about. It's really centralized about the concepts of efficiency and how repeatable the material is. Right. If you, if you look at what you learn, it's the same thing they've been teaching, say the grade 11s or the sophomores for the past five, six years. The curriculum for these courses is rarely updated. It's updated every few years. And when it is, they're very minor changes. Now that's not an issue for things like introductory algebra in high school. But the issue lies in mainly post-secondary education and the higher level courses in high school where you're getting into deeper, more important things. And rather than worrying about a student truly understanding it, we're more concerned with memorization. Which sort of leads into my issue with the measure of success. We use standardized testing in education and we're concerned with someone's capability to memorize and recall information on the spot regardless of if they understand it well or not. I, I remember in my first psychology course that I took in high school, loved the course, really enjoyed the teacher. But 
if I look back on the testing, it was definitions, multiple choice based on facts to do with the history of psychology, and probably one or two problems. Now, they were worth more, to be fair, um, but it was one or two problems that were written outlining my ability to apply this theory and knowledge to an issue. Slightly. Even some of them were just explain it, right? That doesn't prove I know it. That proves I can memorize the definition. And that's my issue. That's what I really hate about it. Because how does that measure intelligence? How on earth does the capability to memorize align with someone's ability to be smart and that's why i call intelligence subjective in the beginning because that's not how i view it at all and i don't think that's how the world should view it and how does that form of thinking and way of learning even apply to the real world in terms of people's careers if you if you think back to the highest academic achievers right in your in your high schools and what they went on to do, a lot of them went into the science streams down the medicine path. And the ones who couldn't stand the medicine went into something similar to law, which, which is me. I had a high average around 87% graduating. I think in American terms, I know it's out of four. So I think that puts me at like a 3.8. Not entirely sure. Regardless, they all go into fields that rely heavily on memorization and individual practice. Now, in my opinion, law doesn't rely that much on memorization. Once you work in it and understand it better, it truly doesn't, in my opinion. Not to the extent that some people think law school does. But the practice of being a lawyer doesn't. Not to the same extent. But if you think of medicine... <clears throat> Sorry, have a bit of a sore throat still. If you think of medicine, this form of education aligns with it because you're, as a doctor, for example, a surgeon, you work on your own, you need to memorize these steps to perform a surgery properly and memorize the possible hiccups along the way, things you could run into, the issues you could run into during that surgery and how to treat them, right? It's like a, a tree, if you will, the surgeries, the trunk, all the things that can go wrong are the main branches and then the ways to treat them are the smaller branches and you work your way back to the trunk. There it works, but not everyone's a doctor or a nurse. So why is everyone learning to think and learn with the same mannerisms that apply to such a limited amount of fields? If you look at engineers, anyone in the math space, anyone in the business space, the writing space, they all work in large teams. And while they need to memorize a small number of things, their entire job isn't based off of memorization, it's based off of the capability to apply those things that were memorized and correlate them to current tasks and issues and other pieces of information to solve the, t the problem at hand. 
So my question becomes, if school teaches us to stand on our own or sit on our own, I should say, and be quiet, take our notes, listen, ask questions when we're confused on something, and it focuses solely on memorizing what it means, not understanding why it means that. How is it preparing us to do anything more than simply memorize our tasks in the future? I believe that you could ask many people who are not at a senior level in their jobs, if they ask them to explain to you why what they do works the way it does. And I think the majority of them would not be able to. And a lot of them wouldn't. They'd tell you, oh, step three works this way because you do this in step two and step one. I didn't ask you to tell me how to do it. I asked you, why do you do it this way? Question it. Genuinely question it. Now, my, my biggest issue is the individualism. You rarely work alone in the real world. Especially for me, entering the business field, doing competitions, internships, all that sorts, and jobs. It's been a tough shift because I was very individual in school. Even in project, it was unfortunate that I had poor group members. But part of that was on me. I'd intentionally pick students who were lazy in class so I could do it on my own. And that's caused by the way school approached my education, by the way the education system trained my mind. So why are we teaching the youth or the next generation how to memorize things rather than how to understand, apply, and connect them to one another? And why do we focus on individualism and education rather than showing that learning and growing and problem solving they're all a collective effort made by all those involved in resolving the problem. Why do we have it backwards when education is supposed to be the core preparation for your future success? They say that school prepares you for a job, which is true in a sense, but I don't think that tells the whole story. School prepares you for a job and only a job. You won't know how to think and manage anything other than your job that you spent years memorizing how to do rather than understanding it. And I just think that's disgusting. Simply put, it, it has to change. From my personal experience, I realized how immediate the change had to be when I tried I, I went on the path of self-improvement and it was hell trying to find all the information I needed and organizing it in a proper manner and then shifting the way I think because initially I'd read oh this is how I go about adding a good habit to my day-to-day -day life I do this is this I've memorized that I do that for everything cool I added one to two habits. But then when it came to the third habit and it didn't work because of things I had gone through in life, the way my brain works, not everyone's identical, right? I didn't understand why I was doing those things. I simply did them because that's how you do it. 
So I hit a roadblock and now I had to go back and teach myself how to understand things rather than memorize them. Because if you understand how something works, you'll find that a lot of things work similarly. And it becomes so much easier to learn, so much easier to grow, so much easier to move forward. It's almost as if they're intentionally trying to delay the growth of society, which I think is absurd. I'm not some, not into conspiracy theories, any of that. That's not what I'm suggesting here. I'm just saying the education system is outdated. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work in societies based off of teamwork, innovation, and consistent growth because they teach you individualism, memorization, and stagnant ways to grow your intelligence, which is consistently recalling information over time. I hope you guys enjoyed this little difference in episode, and I look forward to seeing you all again next week.